The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building its Do Good Village in Lando Lakes, Florida. It's the first of its kind, a community of 110 homes for the Foundation's program recipients. So together, families can heal. So together, families can help one another. A special place where families know that their neighbors understand and care. Make the Do Good Village the first of many. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T, dot org. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Y'all know we're in that weird kind of little hiatus from Marvel right now. We're all just patiently waiting for Loki to premiere. It's coming out two days early, though, so that's a little bit of a win. Small win, small victory for mankind. I told y'all I'm going to have to think about my release schedule now. I think I got to figure it out. You know, we'll, we'll talk about that at a later date, okay? But since we don't have Marvel content to cover right now, I've been going to you guys and asking what kind of bonus episodes you want overwhelmingly this week you guys told me okay give us something for loki and tell us how to get ready for it you know so we have enough time to actually get ready for it instead of like a week so i got you i put together a little episode we're gonna you know run through some of the characters you might need go through some of the comics we're gonna talk about the movies you need to watch we're doing it all it's your weekly bonus episode of me and you the housewives and marvel 2 let's do it Hey guys, this is the self-proclaimed season ticket holder of pop culture and your mama's favorite black geek. I'm Kendrick, host of the Me and You, the Housewives and Marvel 2 podcast, a podcast that, through my own random and winding rants, discusses everything related to pop culture. Everything from reality TV, to the MCU, to the DCEU, to all of the hot topics being discussed on CNN, NBC, BET, ABC, and 123. Grab your wine glass, sit back, and get ready to cuss and fuss right along with me. Woo! Hey, guys. I'm sitting over here drinking a margarita. Don't ask me why. My sister came over and poured me one, so I'm drinking it. So don't judge me. I, this earlier this week, I think on Monday, yeah, it was Monday because I was thinking like, oh God, it's going to be a terrible day. But then of course I get a YouTube notification telling me that Marvel has dropped the trailer and I was like, a trailer for what? So I look and we got a lot of Marvel news dropped in this one like 
promo teaser video. It's like a little featurette called See at the Movies. So, of course, you know, Marvel is banking on us being able to go back to the movie soon. I'm banking on it, too, because I'm vaccinated, and I'll be damned, okay? One of the things that we got to see in this video, it's about three minutes long. You know, Stan Lee starts off, you know, hurting us right in the fields, a little ugh, gut punch. You know, we can't, you're a Marvel fan, you hear Stan Lee, it just, the tears come automatically. Lord, that man just, you know, he he, he was so influential and so much. R.I.P. Stan Lee, but one of the things that we got in this trailer was we finally got some footage of the Eternals movie. We've been begging for an Eternals trailer for I don't know how long. We still haven't gotten it, but at least we've gotten a teaser. We've gotten to see them in their costumes. We've gotten to see the uh, the actions, you know, you know, the actors, live action. You know, we finally get to see it. I don't think we saw Kit Harrington though. So, huh, I don't know, but we'll see. I'm, I'm still excited. The movie is still slated to come out in November of this year, so everybody keep your fingers crossed. We're just going to cling to the all the TV shows until then. You know, we'll have a TV show, then we'll have Black Widow, then God knows what else, because I don't know what's happening. They haven't given us the schedule for all of our other shows like Miss Marvel and Hawkeye and She-Hulk that are all supposed to be coming out this year. But, you know, I'm going to let them slide. The sliding will happen. Uh, we also get later on, you know, we didn't get any footage of it because I'm thinking they're going to keep this as low-key and quiet as possible until we get a trailer. But Spider-Man 3, Far From Home. No, no, no. Child, not Far From Home. What the hell? No Way Home. That's it. Far From Home was a trash-ass second one. that you <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, people won't tell you, but I will. Uh, it wasn't bad. It was just not good. Uh, so that one comes out in December of this year, December 17th. That's going to be good because, of course, we've gotten reports of everybody and their mama. Everybody, their mama, their cousin, they suck, me and you, uh, your mama and your cousin, too. Everybody is in this movie, apparently. We don't know what's true. Andrew Garfield has been all over the place saying they didn't ask him to do shit, so <laughs> who even knows, but I'm excited for the movie still. We go from there. The next movie they mention is, of course, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That comes out next March. So literally less than a year away. That's exciting. I'm super... That's that's probably the, the movie I'm looking forward to most. Well, I say that, but I haven't talked about the other ones yet. Because I'm excited about every fucking thing. My God. After Doctor Strange, we get Thor, Love and Thunder. That's going to be in May. May 6th, I believe, of 2022. That's supposed to be great. I've been hearing rumors about the Thor core. If you haven't, if you don't know about the Thor core, pull out your comics, pull out your Marvel encyclopedia, go learn about the Thor core. You know, Storm was a member of the Thor core. Storm is the only character I'm mainly concerned about. I need Marvel to get the casting of this character so right. I want Journey Jody Turner Smith. I don't know if we'll get her. I don't know who the hell we'll get, but I just know. She can't be, uh, you know what, let me not do that. <laughs> I was about to say what color skin she could be because, you know, they, they've been trying to make Storm as high yellow as possible. And it's like, okay, can we make Storm the, you know what, <sighs> I don't have time for this. I'm trying to get drunk and <laughs> I don't have time for this. Okay, let me keep going. Next, we finally got a name for the Black Panther 2. Okay. Black Panther, the sequel, is going to be called Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So I don't know if, you know, this is a tribute to Chadwick. I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there will be major 
you know, major, major, major tributing to Chadwick Boseman. I don't know if we'll ever, you know, I don't know if we'll see him or the Wakanda story in anything else besides Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Until then, I would love it if they dropped a little nugget about what's going on in Wakanda, like maybe saying, you know, the king has died or something like that, just so we know that, like, it's being acknowledged around the world. I don't know. I'm excited for that, though. I think that's a great title. It kind of makes me think that we won't just be relying on one person's Black Panther, but... You know, since the Dora Milaje, everyone gets so excited every time the Dora Milaje is on stage. Not on stage, on screen. You know what the hell I mean. On stage to hell. I want to go see the Broadway production of Black Panther starring me, directed by me, written by me, <laughs> screenplay by me, produced by me, lights, camera action by me. Uh, I'm just, I'm excited for it. I'm hoping we get a lot of Dora Milaje. You know, we also have a Wakanda series coming up. So, you know, it's a, a rational assumption to think that those two are going to tie together i sure hope so i want anything wakanda related i especially want anything dora Malaje connected i do i want anything they'll give me i'll take it i'll take it in injection form in peel form liquid form i don't care i'll take it all next though very interesting we get the name of captain marvel 2 and it's going to be simply called the marvels now i'm wondering it, 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 it seems like, you know, we know that Monica Rambeau is going to be in Captain, uh, Captain America, Captain Marvel 2. We know that Kamala Khan, who we'll meet later on this year, she's going to be in Captain Marvel 2. So it seems like, you know, and if you don't know from comics, Monica Rambeau was actually one of the versions of Captain Marvel as well. She was the first female Captain Marvel, if I'm remembering correctly. So all three of them, it, the title makes sense. I'm guessing it's going to, you know, weigh heavily on all of them. I don't know if uh, Internet White Men won when they were <laughs> when they were hating Brie Larson so much that they decided not to name it Captain Marvel 2, which is a terrible title anyway. I love it when they do like stuff like that, like the instead of like Thor 3, it's Thor Ragnarok or Thor The Dark World. Terrible movie, whatever. But, I, you know, I, I love just like not the number name. And so the Marvels to me. I'm loving it. Oh boy, I'm 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 ready for everything. Everything seems so far away, but you know, so close, so far away. We get confirmation that Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumanium is coming out in 2023. God damn, ain't that a long way away? My God, but that's gonna be a good one too. You know, we'll get a little more uh, Cassie Lang. Cassie Lang, of course, is supposed to be a young Avenger. I'm I'm assuming. You know, they've changed the character and made her a more known actress so i'm assuming we're gonna get a lot more of her i'm assuming stage four is giving us all of the side characters on a bigger platform and then we're gonna get maybe the younger vigors in phase five that's what i'm hoping i want it all brand new socks and draws we get guardians of the galaxy 3 announced we've always known this was coming child i <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to y'all I keep forgetting about this movie. And every time I think about it, when they say like, oh, the script is finished. I'm like, I thought they had shot this movie like 10 years ago. I didn't know this was still, you know, I, whatever. Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, I love the, the cast, the, the movies. I'm happy they're coming. It's, it won't be until May of 2023, though. So Jesus Christ. And then the last thing we see is a Fantastic Four logo. We don't get a date. 
We don't get a slogan, anything. We just get that iconic blue number four with the circle, and that's it. Now, some people were like, you know, okay, well, what if that's actually for Captain America 4, which is Sam Wilson's movie? Maybe that's what that is, and, you know, yada, yada, ying, yada, yada, yung. No, that's definitely Fantastic Four. And I'll tell y'all during this episode a couple of reasons why I think it's Captain, it's, uh, Fantastic Four and not Captain America 4. We'll talk about that. But I'm excited for that. My best friend is so funny because he hates Fantastic Four so much. Not just because of the trash-ass movies, that they've made about the Fantastic Four. But he hates them in comics. He's always hated them. He's always felt like they were the most overhyped superhero team in existence. I mean, he's not far off, but I'd like them. If they, you know, if they do casting right, which they should, you know, justice for Emily Blunt and John Krasinski. If they do right, then, you know, I'm I'm all into it. You know, and they, the Fantastic Four connect to so many characters in comics like so many and so many iconic villains too like you can't you can't do marvel without doing the fantastic four like you just have to say that you that's almost like doing marvel without spider-man like spider-man is synonymous with marvel you can't have one without the you can't always get i'm sorry that's not nothing to do with this but i you know i'm i'm excited for everything they're about to give us i'm hoping that we get you know, some surprise drops in between, you know, from what we hear, they have a ton, ton of other projects that they haven't told us about yet. So I'm excited about all of that. I'm hoping like, I want just like one day to just randomly wake up and hear that a new Disney plus show is out. Like no war, like a Beyonce album drop, just like bloop, here you go. And it's just out there for my enjoyment. And I want like the whole thing at one time. Would it happen? Fuck no. But a motherfucker can hope, can I? I'm going to hope anyway. You guys, this episode, I've set up to tell you about the character Loki, give y'all a little background about what the show could possibly be, give y'all some, you know, comic books that y'all can check out. But mainly, I want to give y'all the filmography that you can go and watch to get you ready. You have about a month now, exactly about a month, to go ahead and get ready for Loki. Loki is going to drop on june 9th i believe of this year so you got about a month to get ready that's the most important thing but i do you know some people love to go back to the comics and you know uh get a a different feel of the character or see possible storylines that we might encounter so i always like to give y'all some of that so without further ado let's just jump into it let's meet loki so let's walk through the marvel filmography first Let's go through what you need to do is walk through all of the Marvel all of the Marvel movies that contain the character Loki. So obviously you're going to watch all the Thor movies. So up first, you're going to have Thor that comes out in 2011. So in that movie of course, you know, uh Thor is getting ready to ascend to the throne, but then Loki's biological father, we keep in mind Loki is actually adopted, his biological father who is over, uh, what's his name? They call him, uh, oh, who is it? The Frost, he's the Frost King. And he's over the Frost Giants. And, you know, he's over in uh, Jotunheim. And they actually, they wage war. And, you know, Odin is like, no, don't go over there. But Thor is really arrogant. He goes to fight him. And Odin banishes him to Earth. And while Thor is gone, Loki is running amok. Because Odin goes into what's called Odin sleep. So his ass is knocked out trying to regain his power. 
And while he's doing all that, Loki is running amok. Go check that one out. That's going to be your first watch where you really get an introduction into Loki and you see why he's such a mischievous little scamp that he is, always causing mischief. His whole, you know, I don't want to ruin If you've never seen Loki, I don't want to really ruin it for you. But his whole thing is he was doing all of this so that he can wage war against his biological father and all of them. But does it work? I don't know. You go and watch it and you tell me. Next up, oh boy. Okay. Actually, no. I was about to say next up is Thor Dark World, but that's not true. Thank God. Next up, actually, is going to be The Avengers. Now, for those of you who don't remember, in The Avengers movie, Loki is actually the villain. He is the main one that, you know, we're so used to kind of the big bads like Thanos that we forget, you know, like the the first couple of Avenger movies, they had smaller villains. I mean, they were all, you know, world-threatening, you know, but... It was really important that, you know, we start off smaller so that we make sure we build up to a creature like Thanos, a Titan like Thanos. Loki is the one. He comes to invade Earth and, you know, he's doing all of this. And this is how basically the Avengers are formed because they know that, you know, he's coming and they have Thor that's going to come and get him. And he knew all of this. And basically everyone's just constantly falling into all of Loki's traps. Loki gets them to arrest them just so he can make the Hulk appear. And, you know, it's a mess. But Loki ultimately, in that movie, gets foiled, gets stopped by the six Avengers. Our Avengers have formed during this point, you know, their first time grouping together. That's Captain America, Iron Man, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Thor, and, of course, Bruce Banner, the Hulk. This movie is very especially important for you to watch if you don't watch any of these other ones. Because keep in mind, Avengers Endgame set up the Loki that we'll be getting in this series. Now, you all are remembering, you know, Loki, who's had these kind of wonderful personality, uh, you know, revelations and growth. You know, he, in uh, Infinity War, the movie before Endgame, he had basically put his life on the line to save his brother and try to save his people. He tried to kill Thanos on his own. All of this... Just so, you know, he could basically, people have a fighting chance. That's not the Loki that this TV show is going to be about. At the end of Endgame, well, I guess I can talk about Endgame. And Endgame was going to be the last one you were going to watch. But I'm going to talk about Endgame and Avengers pretty concurrently because it's actually, it matters. At the end of this, they arrest them. But at the end of Endgame, not at the end of Endgame, kind of in the middle when they're doing the time portion. You know, Endgame is set up into kind of three parts. The first, which is kind of like world building, telling us what the hell is going on and kind of developing the plan. The uh, second part is the execution of the plan. And then the entire third half, third act, I guess, is uh, basically them fighting this big battle. Now, we, at some point during that movie, we see the aftermath that we didn't see in Avengers of them arresting Loki. So we see, you know, because the Hulk comes down the stairs and opens the door too hard and hits Iron Man after he stole the Tesseract, we see that Loki grabs the Tesseract and completely vanishes. He used it to go somewhere else in time. Now, this is important because we're getting a Loki that was literally just trying to destroy Earth, was literally working with the Chitauri to destroy Earth. Now, if you don't know them, that's Thanos' army, of course. Working with them to try to, you know, destroy Earth, wipe it out, kill everybody. 
And so this is the Loki that the series is going to be on. Thankfully, it's not based on the one that's reformed because I don't know how fun that would have been. So we're going to have to see this character go through an entirely new arc of attempting to get back to the person he was at the beginning of Infinity War. Unfortunately, after that, you've got to watch Thor The Dark World. Now, the movie, I don't consider it that great. Most people with a pulse don't consider it that great. But, you know, watch it for the sake of Loki character development, okay? This is the movie where, like, Thor is going across the universe, basically, trying to restore order. You know, the nine realms are in danger. But he's confronted by Malekith. You know Malekith. You know him from the comics. If you read the War of the Realms, I'll talk about that later, actually. Then you know Malekith. But he's trying to, you know, uh, send it back in the darkness and all this kind of stuff. He ends up, Thor, that is, has end up... He ends up having to go back to Earth, you know, to meet with Jane Foster, you know, Natalie Portman ass, to, uh, you know, get her help and all this kind of stuff and, you know, do the big sacrifices and all that kind of crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you, if you feel like it, I mean, I'm imploring you to watch it because, you know, if you want the low-key filmography in the MCU, then you got to watch it. But, you know, just just make it through. Just Just make it through it. Next up, you get the actual first great Thor movie, <laughs> which is Thor Ragnarok. Now, Thor Ragnarok is the third one in the series. I consider it leaps and bounds better than the other two Thor movies simply because they finally let Chris Hemsworth be a comedic actor. Now, he's, you know, he's great in action movies. He's great as a, a serious actor, but that's not where, I mean, it didn't work for the first two movies. When they finally leaned more so into the Thor franchise's lightheartedness, then it started to work. I don't know. The the other ones just fell flat, just to put it lightly. I don't know. It's Watch Thor Ragnarok. This is the one where, you know, Thor, uh, he's imprisoned at first, but then he's looking for his father with Loki. <laughs> That's the one where he had, you know, his actual real-life brother, is actually in that movie. If you notice Matt Damon and the guy who's playing Thor in the play that Loki's producing in the movie, he's actually uh, the guy from Westworld, Luke Hemsworth, who is his real-life brother, the oldest of the three, I believe. Um, the movie, it's great. I mean, I, every, I, I like it. I just watched it, actually, this week, trying to get ready for this episode. So you actually get to meet Tessa Thompson, who is Valkyrie in this episode, you, I mean, not episode, in this uh, movie, you get uh, Hela, who is his brother. That they, I mean, uh, God, what is wrong with me? Hela, who is his sister that they didn't know about. Odin had been keeping this secret for a long time. You see a lot of the, the kind of hidden history behind Asgard in this movie. You know, she's taking stuff off of the ceilings. They've kind of painted over, made new murals and things, but they're not showing like the twisted conquering and all this kind of stuff that went on do you know they're making it seem like asgard was just always this place of peace and harmony and love and you know i believe in harmony of the rainbow you know the colors of the you know that beyonce shit you know it's just you know great movie check it out hella kind of represents a lot that's going on you find out what ragnarok actually refers to in the movie you get thor in the movie you get dr strange in the movie you know it's great it it's it's one of those things. It's a tad fan uh, fan servicey, but you know it's it's great. I, I think it's the best of the three 
hands down. And I think now that they know the direction they need to go in, I think probably Love and Thunder is going to be the best one of all of them. But, you know, let's just be glad that we actually got a goddamn good Thor movie. Hell. I actually received a voice message from one of my favorites, OG Smartass on Instagram. And she's responding to me asking, you know, what people, what their favorite Loki moments were and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So she actually touched on Thor Ragnarok. So let me throw it over to OG Smartass. Hi, it's OG Smartass here for your bonus episode about Loki. Um, okay, so I don't even really remember anything that he's in right now. I smoked a bunch of weed. But what I do know is that he's hella misunderstood, okay? Um, everybody, I don't know, because he's a trickster kind of dude. He just gets a bad rap, you know? I feel bad for him. I mean, I like that one where Hulk smashed him from side to side. That was hilarious. But I mean... If I was kidnapped from my people as a baby and grew up in Asgard when none of these people really liked me, I didn't really fit in, I couldn't find my place, I would be a dickhead too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Never mind. I do remember. I liked him in Ragnarok. Um, That's the one with Valkyrie, right? Valkyrie and... What else happened there? That's when him and, and Thor got a better brother bond i like that there they showed a soft side to him and i think that's when they showed how like he feels misunderstood and then the one where he got tossed from side to side is age of ultron yeah sorry my bad i tapped into my um my file cabinet in my brain once i thought about it a little bit i was like no bitch you know the answer to this you know the answer to this no i'm lying i googled it okay thanks she is a mess. <laughs> oh my God, I love hearing from her every time. Next up, we've got Avengers Infinity War. Now, you know, in this movie, we got the death of a couple of characters that we're actually going to see appear in later movies. Those two are Loki, of course, who, you know, we're not seeing this version of him because this version dies at the beginning of the movie. But we are seeing this past version that we learned about in Endgame. The one that had just defeated, they just defeated in the Avengers. And we also see the death of Gamora. But we all know that Gamora is actually going to be back in, what is it, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 in 2029 or whenever the hell they come out. Ain't no damn telling if it's ever coming out. But I wanted to mention that because she's also another character that we're not going to see that iteration of her. So not the one that's in love with star Lord and not the one that has a great bond with Nebula. We're going to see one that was a ruthless killing machine for Thanos, even though, you know, she kind of came back towards the end and, you know, helped out with the Avengers and stuff, you know, all, all good shit, I guess. Listen, watch this movie. Watch Endgame after it. You know, it sets up a whole lot that's going to happen with both of those characters. So you need both of them in order to watch Loki. You need all of these, really. But if you don't watch anything else, just make sure I would at least say watch Avengers first, the first one, and then watch the last two Avengers. So Infinity War that came out in 2018 and Endgame that came out in 2019. I think with those three under your belt, you're going to be good. I would recommend watching all six, which would be Thor, Avengers, Thor, the Dark World, Thor, Ragnarok, 
Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. But if you don't have time to do all that, I don't know why you don't because I gave your ass a month. But if you don't have time, you know, understood. Just watch those couple and you should be good. Why don't we talk about some of the characters and some of the organizations you're going to meet in this actual Loki series? So the first one, obviously, if you looked at the trailer, you see people in these jumpsuits with the letters TVA on them. Now, TVA stands for the Time Variance Authority. So let me go ahead and tell you all a little bit about them. They're like an organization in the comics, at least, that oversees like all of the timelines in the multiverse. So anything related to time, that's on them. They don't want you fucking up time in any way, shape, or fashion. Within the TVA, you have people called the timekeepers. Now, they're the ones that actually guard the time stream. The time stream was created by, I know this is going to get a little weird, look, was created by he who remains <laughs> who was like the last like director or chairman whatever you want to call it uh of the TVA he created the timekeepers but he also accidentally created the time twisters but that might be getting a little too deep so I won't go that deep I don't know if we're going to encounter all of that on the show but you needed to know it just for the TVA itself or are we I don't know anyway I wonder if the show is actually going to connect the She-Hulk. It makes me wonder. I'm only wondering that because I know that probably seems like such a random comparison, but I'm wondering because the TVA actually in comics, like them and her law firm have a lot of surprising interactions, like more than you would actually think. We also know, you know, previously, just, just if you remember like some of my previous episodes, we know that the TVA is responsible for Nexus beings. So like a Nexus being that's going to be like, Kang the Conqueror, that's going to be more who you probably know, Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. the Scarlet Witch, a.k.a. WandaVision. Yeah! You know. So, we know Kang, for sure, is going to be in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium. We've already know, we've already know that uh, Jonathan Majors from Lovecraft Country is cast as uh, Kang the Conqueror. So that's a go. That is the perfect casting, by the way. Couldn't get any better. Just saying, play with your mama, don't play with me. So I'm excited to see what they do with the TVA. I'm excited to see how they handle Nexus beings. And I'm kind of excited to see if Scarlet Witch is going to play into this anyway. Because you got to keep some of these OP characters in check. And I don't know if they're going to be able to do it because obviously she's going to fuck up the multiverse. We, you know, we have a whole you know movie dedicated to the madness that's going on with the multiverse. Wanda obviously is going to have something to do with that. Maybe she's crossing timelines, you know, to, uh, I don't know, find her children. I don't know. We'll see. We also, I'm wondering, kind of theorizing, just mostly because of all of the Avenger movies, the overarching kind of theme is we've seen the Chitauri a whole lot in the Avengers movies. I'm wondering, since we're getting a previous version of Loki, will we get or see any version of the Chitauri in this? And if you don't know, they are basically like Thanos' army. That's the guys that they fought in Endgame alongside Thanos. They're the ones that Thanos gave to Loki to uh, invade Earth in the first Avengers movie. They're the ones that, like... Remember that big scene with uh, Doctor Strange and Iron Man, the wizards, you know, uh, Bruce Banner when he couldn't turn into the Hulk and uh, Spider-Man in Infinity War. 
some of those guys were from the Chitauri. So all of them, they're the ones that have been doing a lot of this fighting on behalf of Thanos and a lot of it on behalf of Loki too. So I'm wondering since we're getting this iteration of Loki and he, he had literally just come from like overseeing them in the Avengers movie. I'm wondering if we're going to get any kind of version of them in this series too. I probably doubt, you know, it's doubtful, but it's something to kind of have in the back of your mind as you're rewatching all of these movies. I wasn't going to talk much about Owen Wilson's character. You know, I love Owen Wilson as much as the next person, but I thought I figured he was going to be such a big part of the show that he really didn't need kind of a preface. We haven't seen him before in the MCU. He's a brand new character for us. But in comics, you know him as Mobius M. Mobius. Now, I know that's a, that's a name for your ass, but just, just call his ass Mobius for now. See, I, you know, I... The reason I'm bringing him up is because the actual character in comics, Mobius M. Mobius, he, do you remember earlier when I was, you know, in the beginning of the episode, I was talking about all of the slated projects that MCU has announced. Well, I talked about the Fantastic Four. This character is a member of the TVA, and like one of his most notable storylines involves none other than the Fantastic Four. Now, I won't go too deep into that. You know, if you want to look up the character on like... uh you know, uh, fandom or something like that, then you can, you'll see how he ties to the Fantastic Four. But I keep wondering, just because of the mere stuff that this show is dealing with, I wonder if we're going to get some kind of appearance or maybe some kind of hinting at the Phantom, the, the Fantastic Four. I don't know. I would love it just because I love when Marvel hints to anything. But, you know, that's, I think by now we've learned not to, get our hopes up with that because it kind of takes focus off of the story they're trying to tell. So I'm trying not to do that, but I'm actually, I'm really looking forward to that. I feel like you don't kind of get that character without tying them to the fantastic four, but you know, you don't necessarily need them to anyway, but Oh God, who knows? I'm, I'm just excited. I hope that it actually does tie to it, but uh, that's between me and my mom. Okay. Next up, we got Google. Oh God. How do you say her name? Google. Mbatha Raw, who I know from Black Mirror. I know her from The Morning Show. I know her from a couple of different things. She's actually playing Ravana. You know, her whole name, Ravana Alexis Renslayer, but she's going by a couple of different names in the comics. That's the character she's playing. So this character in comics actually has a history with Kang the Conqueror. Now, I've talked about Kang the Conqueror a million times on this podcast, so I won't go too much into him, but I just mentioned that he's going to be an Ant-Man uh, in the Wasp Quantumanium. So it seems like I doubt he pops up in the series, but hey, I mean, they've casted him kind of early for their part. So maybe, I don't know. We've, we've known it's going to be Jonathan Majors for a while now. So, I mean, he would have had time to film. I'm just saying, maybe he pops up. Kang the Conqueror, he had conquered all of the worlds except for hers. And then he, of course, wanted her hand in marriage. And she's like, ah, ah, ain't, won't do it, nope. His people ended up turning against him when they found it out. So he ended up joining forces with her and the Avengers. And, of course, oh, they end up falling in love. Oh, how cute. Nah. Then, you know, shit gets weird because she ends up, you know, taking, quote, unquote, a bullet for him, you know, in Marvel Comics, it's like a blast, a psychic blast. I don't know what kind of blast it was, but it hit her ass <laughs> hard enough to kill her. And, you know, he tries to end up working with the Grand Master, 
who we've seen in the MCU before. Now, if you watch those movies I told you to, you'll see where he pops up. But working with him is actually unsuccessful. And, uh, you know, he he's not ever able to have a happy ending with her. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it, all of this, of course, is happening in, like, various timelines. So, you know, he goes from one timeline, don't make it work there. Goes to another one, isn't making it work there. So, I'm wondering, maybe this is going to happen in Loki and... Maybe we just see them further fucking up the multiverse. So now you've got Wanda on her show fucking up the thing. And then you got Kang the Conqueror over here fucking up the thing. And then Loki ain't no telling what the hell he doing. He probably fucking up the thing. I don't know. Everybody just probably messing shit up. And these people didn't ask for all this. But who gives a damn? The last character I want to touch on that I feel like is big enough to mention is going to be Wanmi Masaku. And I love her. Like, she... Okay. She's also in this show. And I, like, always love whenever I see her on anything. I see a picture on Instagram. When I see she's in a new movie or TV show, whatever. I always like to take a second to just go up. And it's up. And it's up. And it's stuck. Just go up for her every single time. I know her from shows like Black Mirror. I know her from uh, The End of the Fucking World. I know her from Luther. She was also in that super creepy, whoo, that movie scared the shit out of me. A movie on Netflix called His House. It was so good, such a good movie. If you've never seen that movie, wait till it gets like pitch black outside and turn it on. That movie scared the shit out of me, and I don't get scared of movies really, but then I don't know why. And it was so good too. It's about like refugees and everything. It was good. It was good. But most of you, all of you, should know her from Lovecraft Country. She was Ruby on Lovecraft Country, who was, of course, uh, Journey Smith's sister on the show. Oh, my God. Such a great actress. She was featured heavily in the trailer, so I'm hoping she has big parts. I love her. I feel like she's big enough now to when she's in something, we know she's, like, in it, in it. Like, we can expect to see her a little more. So I'm excited for her to be on the show. Those are the characters. She's playing a character called, oh, it's, it's one of the members of the TVA. I don't think it's one that we know from comics, just like a random one that they've like made for the purpose of the TV show. So maybe that's a good thing. Uh, but I'm excited to see her in whatever capacity they're going to give her to us. All right. I got a couple of comic book recommendations for all you guys. You know, I'm a huge fan of Marvel Unlimited. If you don't have it, that's all right. Take a trip to your local comic book store. Support those guys. Get the paperback edition. Get you a couple of volumes. You know, do what you do. I'm not going to judge you, but I always recommend people have Marvel Unlimited just because it's the best shit in the world. It's all your Marvel content that you want right there at your fingertips. I love it. First up, I'm going to tell you to read Loki from 2004. Now, this is when he first got his own like little series, and it was simply just called like you know Loki Volume 1. It was by Rhodey and Ribic. It was really good. You get to see Loki's story and like a different kind of reimagining of it. At this point, we had only really seen him in comparison to Thor and, you know, other mythical creatures. We've never seen just like him as a, a solo character, as a main, you know, the person center stage. It's only four issues, so it's a really quick read for you. If you like kind of a finite comic book run that tells you a story in a few issues and aren't necessarily a part of like, a bigger continuity that's happening. You know, like there's always like a continuous stream in comic books. 
if you like that, just like a little side story that you don't have to put too much into, then it's the perfect read for you. It gives you an insight into Loki. It tells you a great story of four issues, and it's worth reading to kind of get to know the character a little bit more. Next up, in 2017, which is very recent, I don't think it's a coincidence, just saying, we got another Loki series called Loki, Sorcerer Supreme. So obviously, you know, it's if you're familiar with MCU movies, you know that Doctor Strange is our Sorcerer Supreme. So this title should like tell you some things already. This series deals directly with Loki becoming the damn Sorcerer Supreme after he talks Doctor Strange out of the title. And, you know, he he, he talked him out of like somebody, you know, talking somebody out their draws at the club that they just met a couple of hours before. memories anyway obviously we have a few projects that we know are leading into dr strange and the multiverse of madness wandavision of course was our first spider-man uh no way home is going to be our next one assuming that we don't get any other lead-ups before this and possibly now the loki series will be you know he'll be going from uh multiverse to multiverse and throughout time and stuff since the organization we know is involved in that show the tva deals with all universes and with the nexus beings all this kind of stuff so maybe we'll see that the show is actually a lot more related to dr strange being sorcerer supreme than we thought it would this one isn't really necessary but i'm going to give it to you anyway i think it's a great one that you should check out if you're interested in learning more about the character loki In 2019, we got a kind of tie-in storyline called War of the Realms. I wasn't going to include this, but I also, you know, kind of wanted y'all to check out Loki Volume 3, which I'm going to talk about. It happens directly after the events of War of the Realms, and it's a great read, so why not? War of the Realms deals with Malekith the Accursed. I literally just talked about Malekith who we saw in the MCU, of course, in Thor in the Dark World. Sorry, I apologize again every time I, you know, ask y'all to watch that movie. We see Malekith, you know, whooping ass and taking names, and the Avengers are having a, you know, having to deal with them. Loki actually fits into this story because Lofi plays into, you know, he plays a role in it, and that's, of course, Loki's biological father, the the king what shit i always forget their names with this not the damn snow king not like uh the, <laughs> i was about to make a dumbass joke but i'm not gonna do it you know this this little run is, is six issues it's a tie-in storyline that isn't super low-key heavy but it features him enough and it's a good basis for you to go off of that you can like actually read the next suggestion the next suggestion also came out in 2019 is going to be Loki Volume 3. Yes, I skipped over Volume 2. Play with me. <laughs> Don't play with your mammy, okay? This is directly after the events of War of the Realms, where Loki is King of Jotunheim, King of the Frost Giants. You feel me? Not to be confused with the Night King and the White Walkers from Game of Thrones, okay? Obviously, if you know about like how mischievous Loki is, then you know that him being king and all this kind of stuff is not going to last long because they'll require him to be, you know, an actual king and it will require him to be responsible, you know, for all, for a lot of other people. And yeah, that, that shit is not going to happen. And lastly, if you're like me, 
you saw that Loki trailer and you immediately got on Amazon or Etsy or uh, Pinterest, whatever the hell y'all be looking at, and you bought yourself a vote Loki button. And that's, <laughs> that's exactly what you need to read. Vote Loki from 2016. The actual storyline has nothing to do with like the main Marvel continuity, but it's such a fun read. Loki ass has been trying to take over so many different worlds for lifetimes now. So this time he actually decides to run for president. Now keep in mind, this storyline came out of 2016. So Loki ran for president in a 2016 comic book storyline. Do you get what I'm saying? It's a parody. It's hilarious. You know, you feel me. If you don't get it, just think about it. What happened in 2016? That man, you know. (laughs) Regardless, since this is like the only comic book confirmation we've received in the trailer, obviously, besides the the TVA, obviously, you should check this one out. I mean, whether it's going to play a big part in it or not, I feel like we're probably going to get a whole episode devoted to it at least I'm excited for it. I want to see it. I'm going to reread it my damn self, actually. So you should, too. You guys, this is all I've got for you. Read those uh, comics. Watch those movies. Deep dive into the characters. You're going to be just A-OK. You got a whole month to watch these movies. Rewatch them a couple of times. Fall in love with Tom Hiddleston like Taylor Swift did. And you'll be okay. You know what? I'll be back next week with another bonus episode. Who knows what the hell about? If you want to drop me a suggestion, do it on Instagram at Housewives Marvel Podcast. And I'm always open to suggestions. See ya! As always, thanks for listening. Want to support me for free? Just head on over to Apple Podcast or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five-star rating and review. Need to contact me? Just email me, housewivesmarvelpodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and all kinds of updates regarding the podcast. That's at housewivesmarvelpodcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya! Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.